At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSEN, the sports betting network. of the handle matt brown mike samich coming to you from las vegas we are proudly brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook you can find us over on DraftKings network if you haven't seen us over there yet if you're go listening to us out. on the radio if you want to go see what these faces look like head on over to DraftKings network you can see it at vson.com as well and then there were four sitting here lines just out here a little bit different than everywhere else we'll give you what's widely available out there and what's widely available right now is four in favor of the ravens a 44 and a half total is pretty much what is the industry standard right now. There are a couple of rogue um, numbers out there. And then on the Lions 49er side of things, seven, seven and a half. And this is just seems like this is going to be a battle all the way up until kickoff. We've met the resistance point. The seven and a halfs get bought. It goes to seven. The people back in the 49ers buy all the sevens. And then we've seen this over the last 48 hours, Mike. We've seen this toggle back and forth between seven and seven and a half, I think, about 75 times, and so I can only imagine that's going to continue. We have seen now the total, though, continue to rise all the way up to 52 at most shops now. Yeah, it's been interesting line movement in both of these games. You just mentioned the total at 52. A lot of that weather-related. You heard a lot of people coming out Sunday and Monday playing the under at that 51-and-a-half number that was readily available. There was rain in the forecast in San Francisco. It's now supposed to be 65 and sunny, Matt. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have any trouble with the rain, so we've seen that total tick up from the 51s to the 51-and-a-half. Now we're sitting at 52. There's still some 51 one and a half is available. I do like the over in that game. So if you like the 51 and a half, I'd recommend <laughs> you go find it. 52, a very important number side in this game. It's a battle at seven and seven and a half. I'm not surprised. Um, we saw this game. The look ahead for it was six before we knew if it was going to be the Lions or the Bucks. Opened at six and a half, immediately went to seven across the board. And now we've kind of just sat here between the seven and seven and a half number. I wouldn't be surprised if we toggle back and forth. So if you like the Niners, see if you can get a flat seven at some point. If you like the Lions, seven and a half is the way to go. To me, the other game more interesting. 
I expected that this total was going to move downward here in this Chiefs-Ravens game. That game opened at 44.5, and it is just stuck there mm-hmm. at 44.5 the entire week. I like the under quite a bit. I thought we were going to consistently get under money in this game. I'm not sure why we haven't gotten under money in this game, especially to at least 44. I thought we might cross over, get to that 43.5, 43-type number, but never quite made it. And then you look at the side. We open at 3.5. There's immediate Chiefs money at 3.5. Pushes this down to 3 And then it has just been a nonstop flood of Ravens money coming back the other side. First half money line, full game money line, minus three, minus three and a half, minus four now. Some places here in Vegas, all the way up to minus four and a half on the Ravens. I'm surprised it's gotten this far on the Ravens side. Yeah, you and me both. As you guys will imagine, we are going to break down both of these games Top, bottom, up, down, left, right, every single way that you can imagine here over the next three hours. Adam Burke will join us as well. We'll get his thoughts on how he thinks these games are going to to go down. But let's go ahead. Listen, let's start with the Chiefs and the Ravens here. On the injury front, we know Mark Andrews activated and will play for the Ravens in this one. Apparently was close last week. Wasn't quite up to where he thought he needed to be. Decided to sit out. For this one and he is going to be activated and will play on the chief side of things joe tooney is out and so this is you know a pretty big part of this offensive line when you look the chief's offensive line 72.1 percent of their snaps this season were with all five of their starting offensive linemen that was fifth most in the nfl so not having a piece of that offensive line out there it was a very cohesive unit the vast majority of the season. There are a couple of questionables in Isaiah Pacheco and Willie Gay. They are both expected to play. I can assure you both will play. Yes. Like they are not going <laughs> to sit this game out. Uh, Nick Allegretti is going to be who's going to be filling in for Joe Tooney on that offensive line for the Chiefs. If you go in and you look, and listen, this is something where I just have to trust people who do this more than me. Pro Football Focus goes in and they grade every single play of every single player of every single game. Trust me, they do it. <laughs> and so Allegretti has actually had some some decent amount of snaps so mm-hmm. far this season. It's not like this guy's coming in cold off the street. There's a couple of different games where he played, you know, a handful of snaps. And then there was one game where he came in, he played about 38, 40 snaps. And so with all of that, he's actually graded out pretty well, according to Pro Football Focus. So if all things considered, certainly you would want your starter in there. Certainly you would want that cohesion, which, like I said, 72.1% of snaps over the course of the season had all five of their starters in there. That being said, it it does seem like it's not disaster here with all of this because Allegretti in, you know, the snaps that he has played so far this season has filled in admirably. He has, and, and he has been in the organization, Allegretti, for four years as well. So it's not just this year that he's filled in. He's filled in, I believe there's uh, four or five games in 2020 as well as some games in 2021. But not just the continuity that we've had on the Chiefs offensive line is the key here. Joe Tooney might be the best guard in football. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Allegretti is a good backup, probably the best backup the Chiefs have from an offensive line perspective. But you're still going to see a massive drop-off there because Tooney is so important to what this offensive line has been able to do, and specifically the interior protection with this offensive line and what they've been able to do to protect Mahomes from any rush up the middle. I don't think it's going to be a huge issue in the pass protection. The run game where you're going to try and attack Baltimore with zone runs, specifically just outside the guards, and you're going to have pulling guards, could be where the issue is here because you're losing one of those guards that you like to pull quite a bit. So baseline stats for this, and we will get into the advanced stats along the way as well, but just baseline stats if you're wondering – 
the points per game, Ravens 28.7, 22.3 for the Chiefs. The Ravens, that was the second highest scoring team in the NFL. Chiefs, the 14th highest scoring team in the NFL. Yards per rush, right on that five number for the Ravens, 4.4 for the Chiefs, both inside the top 10. Ravens, that's actually third overall in the NFL. Yards per pass, 7.8. For the Ravens, a flat seven for the Chiefs. That 7.8 for the Ravens, also third best in the NFL, 18th over there on the Chiefs side of things. This is one of the more interesting deals as we enter this game. If you look at pass rate, you have the seventh highest pass rate in the NFL with the Chiefs. You have the dead last pass rate in the NFL with the Ravens. The Ravens actually finished the season, Mike, as the only team that ran the ball more than they passed it in the entire NFL. Now, that's to be expected in the 2023 version of the NFL. It's more efficient to pass. You get pass interference calls left and right. You get all these rough-in-the-passer calls, all these different things. Like that. So you get it as to why teams have moved that direction. However, 48.9% of the time, was when the uh, was when the Ravens passed this season. So you did actually get a 51% pass rate out of this team. Yards per rush, four, uh, yards per rush allowed on the defensive side, 4.4. And then on the other side, 4.5. This will be a big topic for us to talk about over the next three hours because we know both of these teams, if you're trying to nitpick stuff wrong with these defenses, rush defense does pop out here. And again, yards per rush, 23rd for the Ravens, 25th for the Chiefs. Yard per pass allowed, these are the two best teams in the NFL when it comes to yards per pass allowed. Way down at 5.2 for the Ravens and 5.3 for the Chiefs. That is one and two in the NFL. Red zone touchdown rate allowed sixth and 19th. This Ravens team has been very, very stingy in the red zone. We know that's one of the things you and I talked about with this Chiefs team as well, trying to convert those threes into sevens. Now, a little bit better of the second half of the season than it was in the first half of the season, but maybe something for us to, to seize on a little bit there as well. So, that's kind of the baseline breakdown. Of course, we'll get into the all the EPA stuff and all the different DVOA things uh, along the way. But I just want to bring this up to you. <laughs> What's and that, I man? just want to bring this up to you because those are the baseline numbers. And I think a lot of people don't get into the stats that you and I look at. Yeah. And, and, and so a lot of the stats that we'll talk about later on factor in opponent and factor in NFL baselines and they bring in and, and they take conditional, they take the condition of the way that the teams progress over the course of the season and all that. So all of this stuff's factored into these crazy algorithms that, that Mike and I could never come up with on our own. So we just, you know, we, we look at them. However, the numbers I just read you, that's all just baseline. You go to ESPN, hit stats. That's what you're going to, that's what you're going to see. So the Ravens defense is very good. There's no doubt about it. However, I do want to put something in perspective. <laughs> They got C.J. Stroud in his first NFL start. Correct. They lost to Gardner Minshew in week three. It's unfortunate. They got Dorian Thompson Robinson's first NFL start in week four. That's, that's lucky. Kenny Pickett in week five, as we know, who ended up losing his job yeah. to Mason Rudolph along he, the way. He wasn't great. Yeah. Week six, the game started with Ryan Tannehill. He gets hurt. Malik Willis is who they get for the vast majority yeah. of that game. The Josh, two on good quarterbacks. The Josh Dobbs version of the – the Arizona Cardinals version of Josh Dobbs, I should say. <laughs> is that better or worse than the Minnesota in, in, one? <laughs> in week eight. Uh, they blew a 14-point fourth quarter lead to Deshaun Watson, who got hurt in that game and didn't play another snap the rest of the season. That was his best half of the yes, last three yes, years, though. <laughs> yes. But Deshaun Watson got hurt in that game and didn't play a snap the rest of the season. Then in week 11, Joe Burrow got hurt in that game. They got Jake Browning's first meaningful NFL snaps. He turned out the, okay. For the rest <laughs> of that game. So through 11 weeks, again, you can only play who's on the other side of the field against you. But that's, that's who they played the first 11 weeks. So when you see these unbelievable season-long statistics, 
it is a good defense. I'm not taking anything away from this defense. But what I'm saying is that you put it in perspective when you see all of this and realize like, had a pretty fortunate 11 weeks. Yeah, I would say so, especially yeah. when you look at those 11 weeks and you say the Browns are the only top 10 NFL defense they faced during that yeah. stretch as well. So it wasn't hard on either side of the ball for them. Probably one of the reasons you saw the high run rate. This is the number mm-hmm. one team in the NFL yeah. with a 203-point differential. So they a lot of games in the lead. They were actually leading, I believe, it was every single two-minute warning this year. They've been ahead in the game or at least tied. So a lot of positive game states for them to be able to run the football. And when you're attacking this Chiefs defense, like you mentioned, this is that's what you want to do. Yeah. You want to try and run against the Chiefs. It's what we saw the Buffalo Bills do in the first half with a ton of success and be able to go up and down the field. Now, we saw an adjustment in the second half from Spagnola and what he did to be able to bring more men to the line of scrimmage, essentially play press coverage on the corners and say, go ahead, try and beat my secondary with your wide receivers. I would expect we're going to see something similar from the Chiefs from a defensive side here to try and take that away. And from an offense perspective, this is a Chiefs offense that they look a little bit more like the Chiefs the last couple of weeks. Now, grain of salt, Miami's defense, definitely down a man or two, right? If you were getting a, a second-string linebacker, you, you lost both of the all three of the edge rushers in Miami. The secondary was banged up. Same thing with Buffalo. We're on our fourth and fifth linebacker. They had a ton of success up the middle. Are they going to be able to run that same offensive style with the same success rate against a healthy Ravens team? Much, much more to talk about in that game, including any bets that – Mike and I have on that one. But when we come back, let's get into this Lions and 49ers matchup. NFC Championship here on The Handle. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you guys haven't heard, I would probably mean that you're listening to the network for the first time. But if you haven't heard, we got a new website. Over Phenomenal VEASAN. new yes, website. Over at VSIN.com. And if you pull us up on your phone, it's actually mobile focused as well. So when you go in, 
It's going to be fitting real nice mm-hmm. on your phone. You're not going to be clumsily trying to figure out navigation and stuff like that. It's, it's optimized for the web viewing experience. If you go to vcin.com right now, and I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. I wish I were kidding, but I'm not kidding. Even though there are two playoff games that are going to decide who is going to the Super Bowl tomorrow, the top story, horse racing bets for January 27th. Yeah, baby. Written by none other than the man to my left, Mike Somich, <sighs> has the headline spot. We got two playoff games. How, do, how, did, how the hell did you get horse racing bets as the lead story on VEASAN.com? Playoffs? I mean, they seriously. Get, what you know why? Here? You know why? Because they've gone off. Unfortunately, they, I don't. You can click on it, read through it, understand why. Gave out an 8-1 winner in that article. Paid $450 for the win bet. Look at that. Mike talks to the horses on a daily basis and gives us gives us the information right there on VEASAN.com. You can never, ever get it from the horse's mouth better than you can over at VEASAN.com. Yeah, I, I know who gets the good hay, who gets the bad hay. You, you put that into your who's handicap. Who's feeling good that day, yeah. who's feeling not so great that day, who had a long night the night before. I had Mr. Ed down in the, the Gulfstream barn for me reporting Part, back. Partying it up in the paddocks, you know, <laughs> like they don't want any of that going on. So VEASAN.com, head on over there. It's worth it. It is. Yeah, we spent a lot of money on that. You missed Warm Heart today. Yeah. We had one of the best Phillies in the world run in America today down at Gulfstream Park. Warm Heart, 12th race on the card. She won. Paid $6.80 for a $2 win ticket. Wild overlay. Look at this guy. See, listen, these are the, these are the things you learn over at, uh, over at VEASAN.com. All right, so let's get into this NFC Championship game. Again, we will revisit a – do not worry. We'll revisit AFC. <laughs> We've got some time. You'll get our bets. <laughs> you'll get our thoughts. You'll get you'll get contradicting thoughts. Like we're actually going to go in and try to contradict ourselves, and then give you the opposite side of what we're what we're on to. Uh, Should we do a little night court style with these yeah, games? You know, just little, <laughs> little stuff like that. But let's go ahead and get into this one. As we said, this is currently sitting seven seven and a half on the San Francisco 49ers at home against the Detroit Lions. This is fifty two is basically the prevailing total out there. There's like I said, there are some rogue numbers around, but it's pretty much fifty two everywhere that you're going to look on the injury side of things for this one the big one there is Khalif Raymond who is out for the Lions there is Jonah Jackson who is out for the Lions as well Debo Samuel will play for the San Francisco 49ers now a lot has been made of this Jonah Jackson stuff in the handicap for the Lions Mike and don't get me wrong it is not great that Jonah Jackson is not out there. However, the Lions still finished with the number two graded offensive line in the NFL over the course of the 2023 season, according to Pro Football Focus. And unlike the Chiefs, which had the fifth most continuity on their offensive line, the Lions had the 21st most continuity on their offensive line and still graded out with the second best offensive line in the NFL. And listen, it's not great that one of your starters isn't out there, but let's 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 kind of put this into perspective. He's the weak he was yeah. he's the weak link on the on the offensive line. So like you're uh, replacing unlike Tooney, who was mm, the best or second best on that yeah. line, Creed Humphrey probably has something to say about yeah. it. This was the weakest of you're, the links. You're 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 replacing the weakest link. Yeah. So you're let's to give you some context of of Jonah Jackson not being out, I think a lot of people just seize on they seize on something where they go like, oh, offensive line, blah, 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 whatever. And I get it. You got to talk. We got We have a lot of time to talk about two games. Yes. I get it. We're going to dive into every injury. But 59.7 <laughs> it's not great. overall grade 
over the course of the 2023 season, 58.2 run blocker and a 62.7 pass blocker. Comparatively, the other guys on the offensive line and all of which are going to be out there. Decker was an 81.1. Ragnall was an 87.6. Glasgow was of 74.5. And Pinay Sewell was a 91.7. Pretty good. Again, yeah. You want your starter out there, but now, I, this I, is not like the sky is falling. It's not, especially since Ragnow is going to go. And I think that mm. was a big part of why this injury was talked about so much. You have Frank Ragnow as the best, second best center. Again, Creed Humphrey just catching strays here yeah. from me this segment. Uh, <laughs> best or second best center in the NFL. Banged up all over the place. Ankle, toe, knee, back, a little bit of everything. If he's not able to go and then you have the left guard also not able to go, even with an offensive line that has shuffled the deck so much this year, you've got more concerns there because you're down two of the five pieces. Now, Ragnow is a go. He is tough as nails. We saw him come back last week when he hurt his knee. I thought he was done, possibly for the season, but he came back one drive later, was able to help them punch the football into the end zone. If he can stay healthy through this game, I don't think that's a huge issue that you're losing one of your offensive linemen. If you lose your center on top of losing the left guard who's right next to him, then I have a little bit more concerns, especially when you look at the Lions' path to success on the offensive side of the football. It's similar to the Chiefs where you're going to want to run pulling run plays. And that's when your guards are going to be doing a lot of the pulling. So you have to wonder how that's going to work with a backup left guard in there if you're missing Ragnow. Now, with Ragnow in there, I don't have any concern on this offensive line. But if he does get hurt at some point in this game, that's, to me, when you start to go, uh-oh, are we going to have the second-best offensive line in football? Are we going to see a fall-off now that we're missing 40% of those starters? So the replacement for Jonah Jackson, the five-man combo, actually has played 114 snaps together over the course of the season. So it's not like even this is like, oh, we got to work this, this guy in or anything. It was replacing the weakest link, and what's also replacing the weakest link with a guy who has worked with the other four guys on 114 snaps over the course of the season. So this isn't coming in, again, a guy off the street. This isn't trying to, oh, we got to make something happen in, in, over the course of a week. They have played together fairly well. And if you look at the team's EPA, whenever uh, Jackson was in, and then this next version of this offensive line, it was 0.19 EPA to 0.16 EPA. I mean, like, so again, it's it's... You want your starter in there. Yeah. Again, sky's not falling, not falling off a cliff here. Yeah, relevant, but not huge. I would say mm -hmm. if you're an in-game player, one of the things I look for when I'm playing in-game is cluster injuries, and we have the possibility for that with the Lions here. So if the Niners get up by seven and you can sit there and you can lay seven and a half earlier in the game, you see a Lions lineman go down. If it's Ragnow who goes down, if it's you know Sewell or Decker who goes down, I would be interested in playing either team total Lions under at that point or looking at laying it with the Niners because I do think if you lose a couple of these pieces in-game, life becomes a lot more difficult for Jared Goff in this offense. Yeah, it was um, it was it was interesting to see whether they were they did sign Zach Ertz. It was an injury um, in in to the backup tight end, and Zach Ertz is not quite able to to get it ready for this game might be able to get activated for the Super Bowl. Should they make it with some extra time to prepare, but they ended up leaving him on the practice squad and didn't activate Zach Ertz. So with all of that, again, we'll kind of break into this a little bit later, but it seems to be a pretty high concentration of where you, where you know that these targets are going to go with everything. So let's get into one of these narratives from last week. And I want to get your, your thoughts on this. It was bad Brock Purdy but the narrative now has changed because <laughs> everybody's on the 49ers this week. And it's, you know what? It was because of the rain. You know, it's, it's, it's not Brock Purdy. It's, it's because of the rain. And that's the reason why Brock Purdy 
played the way he played. Yeah, I, I agree and disagree with that narrative mm. in a way. It didn't. Okay, I, it didn't help. No, but it was a really bad game. Now he's had like, if you go back and you look at his other rain games, they've all been atrocious as well. Yes. So there is a pattern here that he plays very poorly in the rain. Fortunately for them, it will not be raining right yes. now Sunday yes. in San Francisco. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But you could tell it was just mentally in his head. He's wiping his hand after he gets the snap. It's not just you're switching from a glove to no glove. It's not just the throws. You could tell that mentally it was bothering him as well. I'm still in a show and prove situation here with the Niners and specifically with Brock Purdy, especially without Debo Samuel 100% go because the other part of that is you lost Debo Samuel, who is clearly – a focal point in the game plan. So you had to adjust in the rain without Debo there. I am not surprised you're having a lot of people say it was the rain and make that excuse yeah. for Brock Purdy for a couple of reasons. First off, a lot of people are betting San Francisco and they're not going to go up there and say, I'm really scared Brock yeah. Purdy's going to throw two picks, yeah. but here's my money on mm -hmm. San Francisco. Uh, to me though, I'm really scared Brock Purdy's going to throw two picks in this game. Yeah. Like I, I don't, he had that ridiculous dropped pick against the Green Bay last week early in that game. It was just an atrocious throw. A lot of other very bad throws. With some of it, the weather, yes, I agree. Some of it is also Brock Purdy being Brock Purdy. That's So it, the, here's, here's my point in all of this, right? I think the rain hurt him. Obviously, yes. it was bothering him. Correct. The throw didn't get away from him when he threw it directly into the numbers of the Packers defender who just dropped the pick six. Like, that was just a bad read and he threw it directly at the wrong guy. Yeah. Also, season-long statistics. If you look at Brock Purdy, he had the 11th most turnover-worthy plays in the NFL, despite only having the 20th most dropbacks in the NFL. He had the 7th highest turnover-worthy play percentage of any quarterback in the NFL. So while the rain certainly didn't help, the rain, it didn't rain every game all season long. He just puts the ball in danger. That's just who he is, and that's what Brock Purdy does. It's like Geno Smith last year. Yeah. Boy, Geno Smith was top three in turnover-worthy plays and threw yeah. seven picks. Yeah. It's just, it's he puts it in danger a lot, and will that actually oh. come back to affect them down the line? That's going to be something, again, that we will discuss and talk about here over the course of the next couple hours. But when we come back, let's talk about the rest of the stuff that's going on out there in the sports world. Good news, bad news, when we come back. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription. Get your first year for only $199. That is $1 cheaper than $200. Look at you in math. It is. Come in. Use the promo code HANDLE, H-A-N-D-L-E. If you want to get this, I don't. Do you get ten dollars off, ten percent off of that, or is it already included into the thing? That is already included. Into it the already thing. In, yeah. in, into the price. We've already lopped the price off. That's for actually fifty percent so, off. Yeah. So go in. You get the best bets. You get the horse racing articles as we just talked about. Boom. You get the betting splits page. We know you love that. The picks page, which is something everybody's all happy for, and then the twenty four seven uh, twenty four seven video access. So you can get to see what we look like. You can watch replays. Beeson.com slash subscribe. Is it good news? I got great news, guys. Or is it bad news? What type of news is it? Well, to be perfectly frank, it's bad. If you're just joining us, we will talk a ton of AFC and NFC Championship games. We already spent two segments doing it. We're going to give you a break, and then we're going to come right back in and talk more about the games. But let's get to some good news, bad news, because there are some things that could affect how we look 
further into the NFL season. We're going to get we're there's already odds up for next year. Oh, of course there, there are. There's already odds up for next year. Um, these are things in which we bet. I understand if you don't want to lock up money for 11 months. I get it. But some of these things, you know, the, you find value. Yeah, you, know, you can get some value. Get the on Chiefs at nine so. to one right now to win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> there you go. You have to assume they're just going to like back up the Brinks truck to T Higgins oh. if they don't do it. Overhaul on the offensive side. Just. Give T. Higgins whatever he asks for. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. We'll yeah, go over those odds. But seriously. Someone, right, so, someone on this set may have already bet Chiefs 9-1 yeah, next let's, year. Let's, let's go ahead and get into this here. So four head coaching vacancies have been filled. We know that Jim Harbaugh is going to be going to the Chargers, that uh, Brian Callahan is going to the Titans, Raheem Morris is headed to the Falcons, and Dave Canales is headed to the Panthers. Does any of this move the meter for you, let's start with the most obvious one in Harbaugh going to the Chargers. He's stepping into a good situation. Anytime you can step into a top, let's let's be conservative and say top eight quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL. You're already starting ahead of most most people out there. You still will have Keenan Allen, though. At this point, we probably have to assume there's going to be at least a little decline on his career because once wide receivers hit that age, that certainly happens. Eckler's going to be out of town. They almost got rid of him last offseason. Doesn't really matter. Well, they'll figure out something on that side. But on the defensive side, they have some good pieces as well. We know they've got guys at all three levels that can make plays. And here in comes Harbaugh, probably the most disappointing team of the last five years. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily the most disappointing team in the last five years. I think this is a good hire because one of the biggest problems in the Los Angeles Chargers locker room and throughout that entire building is culture. They have struggled with culture for the last three, four years where you just don't have a disciplined team. You don't have a team that seems to be on the same page. That is what Jim Harbaugh is very, very good at. He is going to come in there and he is going to be a phenomenal culture coach for them. He is going to turn that around in the building immediately. There's some holes in this lineup. They're getting old. You mentioned Eckler. You mentioned uh, Keenan Allen on the outside. Mike Williams, who knows what you're going to get from him because of all the injuries. It looks like you missed on Quentin Johnston, who came in there from TCU as the rookie wide receiver. So you've got some pieces you have to build, but you've got that quarterback. And to me, that is the biggest difference. I think this is a home run for for the Chargers. They needed this type of coach who can come in there and just change that building into a winning mentality versus really what's been a losing mentality for the last two decades. When you've been... When you've been well coached and you have a big time quarterback, good things can just happen mm-hmm. no matter what. Look no further than Joe Burrow's rookie year in Cincinnati. There was not a lot around him. No. Uh, that rookie year there in Cincinnati, they were still able to have some success because, again, really good quarterback, good coaching staff was able to get something out of him. Look at the Texans this year. You come in, everyone expected, okay, five wins, four wins, five wins. Quarterback, great quarterback play, good coaching. They end up in the playoffs. Like, there's a lot that they can build around there. And you look on the defensive side of the ball, too. And this is, like, one of the things like that, that I think that people don't talk about quite enough because when you have Herbert, like, that's obviously going to be the focus focal point. But you got Derwin James and you got Bosa and you got Samuel at corner. And you, so, like, you, you've got these guys out there that – Khalil Mack. Like you, you have players on the defensive side, too – which is so weird that they were horrible considering Staley was supposed to be a defensive guru. For the last two just, years, yeah, they've yeah. been awful with yeah. talent over there. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, Staley was supposed to be this defensive guru. Yeah, everyone's guru. like blaming him for going for it on fourth down. Like, fix the defense! Yeah, yeah. That's, what he, that's what you should be screaming about. Like, he was supposed to be a defensive genius. Like, that was the whole reason he was hired. So, yeah, there are there are a lot of things, I think, to be looking, looking at here. The only problem is, obviously, is you play in a division with the GOAT. 
Yeah, I mean that's a you look at <laughs> you look at the Antonio Pierce hiring here now. It's it's Reed, it's Harbaugh, it's Peyton, and it's Antonio Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, yeah. That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. But when you look at these other hirings, look, mm-hmm. I thought this was a really good job by the NFL front offices to bring in who mm-hmm. they brought in. You you see two younger offensive minded guys and Brian Callahan and Dave Canales come in um, for the Titans and for the Panthers. I think the Panthers probably would have liked to make a bigger splash, but no one wanted that job. No one wanted that no job. No one wanted that job. So you're not getting one no of the No one wants to play with that owner. No. So yeah. you're not getting a Vrabel. You're not getting a Belichick there. And I think the Falcons dodged a bullet by not getting Bill you, Belichick. You and me both. You I think me Raheem both. Morris is a good hire there. He's, you're going to need a good OC. What? It's like a three-year rental, basically, if you hire if you hire Belichick. I mean, he's, he's in his uh, 70s. I mean, like, it's, it's eventually he's going to go – Eventually, he's just going to go. I got the record. I'm out. Like well, I, I, I got the I got the coach, I got the win record. I'm out. It felt like he wanted more control there too, because mm-hmm. you you had all this momentum for him going to the Falcons, and then you heard the rumor that he wanted to make it Belichick and friends, and he wanted to bring back Max Patricia and all his guys, right? I don't think the Falcons wanted that. And I think if that's what Belichick said, I need to be able to bring my friends with me if I'm taking this job, they dodged a major bullet because this would have been a team that would have disappointed for the next couple of years with that coaching staff. If we take a look on the def- uh, on the on the Falcons roster here, if I had an inkling they would f- they would figure out something to do at quarterback, Justin Fields, I would already I'd already bet them for this division because I, if you look, they have by far the most talent. Now they have a player friendly coach come in because. The players did not like Art Smith. They, no. they figured they figured it out about halfway through the season that he didn't know what he was doing, and you could just see at times those players just didn't really want to go out there and play for him. And now you inherit pretty good talent on the defensive side of the ball, really good talent on the offensive side of the ball, outside of the quarterback position. <laughs> Can they get someone in there to play consistent? If that's – I mean, I'm telling you, I will put – I will go – I will come hard on this, like to to put money on. I mean, like anywhere I can go, I'll fly to Denver. I'll fly to Phoenix. I'm going to go everywhere to get as much down as I can on the Falcons to win this division. Because from a talent perspective, they're head and shoulders above all these other teams. Oh, they are. Yeah. They they have to address the quarterback position. Yeah. And I don't see how you don't. Look, you you knew this was your downfall all year. You switched to Taylor Heineke twice yeah. this season. Not once, but twice you had to switch to Taylor Heineke. You've got to go address this in the offseason. You've got to go get a quarterback. And you've got a lot of guys on rookie deals. You've got a running back on a rookie deal, a tight end on a rookie deal, a wide receiver on a rookie deal, both your cornerbacks on rookie deals. You have the money to go get a quarterback. You have the assets to go trade for a quarterback. Trade your first-round pick for Justin Fields, Atlanta. Just telling you. That's what you should be doing right now. But will they do it? I I know. I, I think they make a move at quarterback. I think you have to address that. I agree with you. If, it, if you look around this division, Carolina's not good. I don't trust Tampa's going to be as good this year, next year as they were this year. You have no idea what the Baker plan is. They lost their OC. And then you look at, at the Saints. They decided to keep their head coach, yeah, who's yeah. awful. Yeah. So, sure. yeah, sign yeah. me up for Atlanta. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's even if they were like, you know what? We, if they, what if they came in? What if, what if Kirk Cousins? Like, what, what, uh, what if Kirk, they went? Kirk Cousins is staying in Minnesota. I am 100% on that train. He wants to be there. I, but you'd bet the you'd bet the hell out of the Falcons if he was going to Atlanta, though. Oh yes, of course. I yeah, mean, that would be like that in, would in be an instant. Massive. In I mean, an instant, that would be massive. But that's the would. thing. It's like you always talk about. Okay, well, who can they get? It's not easy to get a good quarterback. Hmm. And really, Cousins is your only good free agent quarterback. Yeah. I mean, like, what about the Falcons with Joe Flacco? You interested? Probably. I mean, probably. He's a he's an upgrade. 
I mean, yeah, oh, he's big, big time upgrade. Yeah. He can at least get the ball to the. I mean, that's the thing. He can at least get the ball to the receivers. We'd mentioned a little bit about Belichick. I think he sits out a year. It doesn't look like he's going to land in Seattle or in Washington. They're holding out to sit for one of these coordinators that are still left in the playoffs. And so with all of that, it seems like he's going to be sitting out. And honestly, I just don't know if there's going to be a ton of teams that are super interested in Belichick at this point. Again, like the writing's on the wall. He's only coming back because he wants the all-time coaching record and the all-time wins record. Do you want to rent a Belichick? I don't want to rent a Belichick. The only you know? scenario I want to rent a Belichick is if I, that's what I'm missing. If I'm yeah. missing the head coach and maybe the Buffalo Bills say we're missing the head coach and that team. Okay. That makes sense to me. You already have a quarterback. You already have the offense figured out. You've already got a decent defense. And by you're, the time he's ready to retire, you're probably gonna have to overhaul the roster exactly. anyway. Cause so yeah, that makes sense to me. Someone like Atlanta doesn't really make a ton of sense to me because it, it's not like the coach was the problem. It was the quarterback that was the problem. And then everything else around that in that organization, I, I, I could like the Seattle job made more sense to me just because it is more of a ready fit, but I don't think Seattle wants to hire Belichick after just having Carroll there. Yeah, it is. It is something else for sure. And, and again, I, I just don't know. I mean, it's maybe if a coach gets fired mid season, he kind of, uh, maybe there's something in, in, in that. I know. I know. To me, it's the bills are nothing right now. More on these championship games. When we come back. At bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and we're going to help you put some money in that account if you are a new subscriber, new customer over there at DraftKings. Go in, use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, V-S-I-N. And when you do make your deposit and you bet just $5, you're going to get $200 instantly in bonus bets in your account. You're also going to get a no-sweat same-game parlay each and every day of the NFL playoffs. Promo code VSIN, bet five bucks, you're welcome. Go check out DK Horse while you're at it, too. DraftKings, crown is yours. Um, so, sitting here, we're talking about your horse racing 
and I, I was like, I don't even get it. How do you bet horse racing? Uh, it's just, to me, I can't wrap my brain around it. As a 150 to one just wins this golf tournament. And now the <laughs> yeah. four, now the four winners on tour this year, a 200 to one in Chris Kirk, a 400 to one in Grayson Murray, a 300 to one in Nick Dunlap, and now a 150 to one in Matthew Pavon. Yeah. If you had him, no, you didn't. And you had to sweat four days of it yeah, yeah. just to get your heart ripped out by a 200 to one shot. No, so now we have three, tri four triple digits in a row to start off the PGA Tour season. How's it going for you, Matt? Not great. Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone tweet the parlay at us for that. Yeah. If you had the first four in a row, uh, mean, congrats for you to you, my man. Something, uh, something else with that one. So yes, none of the big names win over at Tory, and off we go to the AT and T Celebrity Pro Am up at Pebble Beach. Have you played Tory Pines? I played Tory Pines twice. Twice. So you, yes. How'd you shoot? That's not. That's not. I played Tory Pines twice. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not. That's the answer of a man who was over 100. We have. We have. We've played Tory Pines. It's not. Like, listen, it is very long. The yes. rough is very thick. Yes. And I happen to play on a one of the very very many gray days there are in uh, San Diego as well. So like it, there was dew. I never. The rough was even worse because you're playing out of like wet grass. It was. It it's was it's brutal when it's overcast or when it is breezy there. Yeah. Because it is the fairway is not particularly wide either yeah. on a bunch of these holes, and so you end up in the rough quite a bit. No, I, shot, no, it's I was proud of my 93. Oh well, you, as you should be. As you should. There are probably guys that shot 93 today. I hadn't looked. I hadn't looked. <laughs> I'm guessing I was there, playing a little yeah, closer. Not, not quite the same rough. But yeah, I shot 90, 93 today. I keep looking at my finger. I'm sorry if you keep, if you're watching me. I almost lopped my the tip of my finger off today. Yeah, Matt's a mess today. Yeah, and it's just, just it's just, it's bothering me because the type. How'd you do that? Because, man, you, it's just, I do want to know now. Just, this is interesting. So, I don't use a a traditional. As you can see, like yeah. I always have the stubble, yeah. right? You so got the, I, the five PM look. I have never, going. ever once shaved my face with an actual like shaving cream and yeah. razor, right? Like I've it, always used an electric razor. The razors are like have protected blades. You realize that? Like, how would you lop so, your finger off? So here's the thing: I was I was shaving and I went, I dropped it for a brief second, but then went down because of cat-like reflexes and my <laughs> athletic ability yeah. to catch it. Humble brag but it was about still, cutting it was your still, finger But open. it was still going, <laughs> yeah. and then it like and it went into like the tip of my into the tip of my finger, and so like it just it was a perfect little straight line little right across there, yeah, yeah right across the the tip there. It's one of those things where you know being as uh, as athletically gifted as I am yeah. can also pay a price. Oh, I mean, Most people would have just dropped it, and it, no big deal, no harm, no foul. These are the dangers. I of caught it. Dangers of hosting for visa. Seriously, just caught it like like that. Just rapid reflexes. Next thing you know, I'm playing hurt. Yeah. I'm playing. I'm, it's an injury game here for me. Oh. I'm playing hurt, guys. You're, you're doing phenomenal, man. I'm, I'm playing hurt. I'm trying. All right, so let's get back around to some of the other points here that that we want to make with these games. And so I want to circle back around to the to the AFC. As we said again, if you're just joining us, we are four, pretty much everywhere in favor of the Ravens. Uh, Forty-four and a half is the total. In that one, uh, we have seen a couple of rogue four and a halves. If you're looking to get in on the Chiefs, if you've been on the fence, you uh, you can look around. Mike can find a four and a half. We talked about the injury situation. We talked about kind of the baseline statistics. So we have some of these other stuff. So let's start talking about the nuts and bolts of these teams a little bit more and what the philosophy may or may not be as they go into these games. And from a defensive side, both of these defenses, Chiefs much better first half of the season than they were the second half of the season, but not bad overall. Still ended up in the kind of season long in the top 10. That was because they were top three first half, kind of more the 14-15 range ends up as, as top 10 defense. The Ravens were there the whole season long. 
Ravens run man coverage at the sixth highest rate in the NFL. The Chiefs actually run it at the eighth highest rate in the NFL. Ravens, though, if you look at what the Chiefs present from a wide receiver perspective, I don't think we're going to see a ton of adjustments here on the Ravens side of things because I don't think they're scared of any of these receivers, right? I mean, like, yeah, there might be maybe one of these corners gets burned somewhere along the way by an MVS and there's one kind of splash play or something, but it's not like you're lining up in man coverage every down against a Jamar chase or a, you know, who, whatever, who name your wide receiver, alpha wide receiver one here that like, you might feel a little worried about that. Right. And so I don't expect the Ravens to change very much on the chief side of things running the eighth highest man rate in the league. One of the things that we do know about when you run man that much, you're turning your back to the quarterback and Lamar is a running quarterback and will scramble and certainly will take lanes when given to him. So I do wonder if Spags is going to maybe not run man quite as much or if he does full on leave a spy, you know, out there or whatever it is, because, you know, Lamar will get to the, the, the props on him and stuff a little bit later, but he, he, he will scramble. I mean, like he has a like 15% scramble rate for the majority of his yardage and stuff. Like the designed runs for Lamar actually this year weren't all that great. It was no. a ton of scramble stuff. And so that's, I don't expect the Ravens to change, but I wonder if the Chiefs change just a little bit. I think the Chiefs tip their hand on what they're going to do against the Ravens when we saw them against the Bills last week. Very similar offensive styles that we were seeing from Buffalo last week and Baltimore this week and what they want to do with the football. They want to be run first. They've got a quarterback who can take off either designed runs or in the scramble. Uh, Buffalo actually has a better running back. I think that, that one of the weaknesses here for Baltimore is you kind of have a running back by committee, but neither very explosive there in the backfield in Gus Edwards or Justice Hill. And no threat at all on the outside. You've got a secondary here that can definitely, uh, cornerbacks that can definitely cover the wide receivers for Baltimore in both McDuffie and Sneed. I expect, and one of the reasons I think Willie Gay's injury is so important here, hurt his neck last week, he was the spy on Josh Allen. He is the guy who is a freak athlete, can run sideline to sideline. He will have the, the assignment of spying uh, Lamar Jackson if he is able to stay in this game consistently. Mm -hmm. Coming in with a neck injury, is going to play. His health is going to be important here because he is going to be the one. Without him, it would fall to Nick Bolton. I think you're going to see man. I think you're going to see press coverage on the outside. I think you're going to see this Chiefs defense basically push up and say, beat us with Lamar's arm. And then it's going to come down to the tight ends because that's where the real advantage is here for Baltimore. It's KC 30th ranked in the NFL against play action is running play action to one of your running backs and then hitting your tight ends because there's going to be so much responsibility with Nick Bolton and Gay to be able to make plays both in the scramble game, in the run game, but also then be able to drop back and be able to handle these tight ends coming off the line of scrimmage. I think that's the style we're going to see from Kansas City. I agree with you. I don't think Baltimore has to change much. They're not really worried about anybody on the outside. They love to play six in the box because of how good Roquan Smith and Queen are in that box and be able to stop the run. If they're able to play six in the box, the Chiefs are in for a long day. They need to be able to get Pacheco going specifically on zone runs to the outside. That's where Baltimore has been weak. That's where Pacheco has been strong. That has to be effective for this Kansas City offense to be good. I'd expect quite a bit of two tight end sets as well. That's another way to put more pressure on this Baltimore defense is, look, we don't have three, four wide receivers we want out there. Let's put two tight ends in. Let's be able to run play action off of that. Again, something that Baltimore has also struggled against is play action. Although Kansas City, only 16% play action so far this year. One of the lowest rates in the league. Be interesting to see if they try and put that in there and dial that up to make it more difficult on these Baltimore linebackers are going to have a ton of responsibility. 
But I, I think we're going to see a similar game plan from the Chiefs we saw last week. And I don't think much changes from Baltimore here. I think they both feel they have defensive advantages. And I think they're both correct. Yeah, one of the interesting things that is a little bit of a juxtaposition in this one. So you have your top two sack teams in the NFL playing in this game. The Ravens led the NFL in sacks with 60. The Chiefs came in at second with 57. That said, how they get them is very different because the Chiefs kind of under the radar, and you probably wouldn't have got this if I quizzed you on it. The number one defensive pressure rate team in the NFL. They get the most pressure on the quarterback of any team in the NFL over the course of the season. Baltimore, though, only 19th in pressure rate. But when they get there, they just sack you. Like yes. it's like it's not one of those things where they're consistently getting back there. But when they do, they get you. I do wonder though when you add in the Mahomes factor. <laughs> yeah, and like getting you know he's slippery, he gets a ball out like all of that. Without getting that consistent pressure, does that favor the Chiefs at least a little bit here because? Not everybody's Patrick Mahomes, right? And if they're not getting pressure incredibly often and they're relying just getting the sacks, I wonder if that is kind of at least a little something for the Chiefs here. I think it is. I think it's also something for Patrick Mahomes rushing overs. If you have a pressure rate, but you're not getting, when you get home, if he's able to squiggle out of there and be able to run for 10, 15 yards, that's going to be a positive on those downs. Talk, we got to talk about the blitz that we saw from Houston against Baltimore and the trouble that caused as well. Yeah, continue talking about these games, guys, breaking these down from every single angle here on the hand. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.